They said, bow down to this, otherwise we'll burn you. He said, we can't bow down. Why? We have a God that says, his commandment is you must have no other God, you must bow to no other God. What else are we going to do? They said, we'll burn you. They lit the fire, see, see, they tested the fire, they thought the fire was real. The king said, no, no, you guys are my trusted ministers, you wouldn't do that. Let me give another opportunity. When you hear the sound go off, please bow down, otherwise I'm going to burn you. They say, king, no need for negotiation. But I'm going to burn you, say, our God is able to deliver us. He said, but let me just tell you, that's not why we're not bowing. It's not because we're accounting of his deliverance. We just know it is wrong to bow. The Nebuchadnezzar said, what? I can't believe this. In this land, smoke them. Why did they not bow? Many reasons. Most important reason, should I tell you, they could not bow. <laughs> you can give 10,000 reasons why they didn't bow. The most important reason was that their backs wouldn't bend. Mr. King, we would have loved to bow, but we just can't bow. Why? The owner of the back is holding it. You know what somebody, David Paul said something. I read, I read it this morning. David Paul said, the cure for the fear of man is the fear of God. I don't know what I get the point. He said, if you want to cure the fear of man, just fear God. He said, the cure for, a little, for all the little fears is the big fear. That if you fear that, if I obey God, say you want to burn my skin, he will burn my soul. This one, you put me in the fire, that kind of intensity of fire, let me, shall I assure you of something? You won't feel the pain. Listen, before the pain hits your brain, you have died. When they put in the Bucadnezzar's fire, before the pain of the fire hits your brain, you are dead. So for less than a second, we suffer your own pain. But if he smokes us, when God wants to burn people, he burns people with unquenchable fire. Where the, even the worm does not die. Are you getting my point? How will a human being die there? That's the thing. He burns people persistently. He burns people permanently. People say, is hellfire real? Let me just tell you something. Now, Apostle, I'm digressing, but let's talk a bit. I'm just talking about the fear of God. Hmm? Is hellfire real? I'll put it like this. Is there fire in hell? Like you have in your stove? No. He said, why did you say no? Because there's no oxygen there. There's no carbon there. Oxygen and carbon, they belong to this realm, this dispensation. Just like there's no gold in heaven too. See, but the Bible says streets of gold. That's the only thing you know of value. So when the Bible wants to tell you what is valuable, he has to use gold. When the Bible wants to tell human beings something that is not perishable, he has to use gold. But the reality is that that thing that is used there is definitely more precious than gold. It's more enduring than gold. Because this gold, the Bible says what? It perishes. That's the word of God. So what is in hell? I will tell you. What is there is torment that can only be compared with being burned by fire on the earth. I don't know whether you get my point here. It is torment that can only be compared with being burnt with fire on the earth. So, isn't there's no fire? If it's spiritual fire, it is there. If it's physical fire, it cannot be there. Have you read this joke before? One man ago ever wrote a book on it. There's some people drilled into health. They were drilling. They were drilling. Some geologists or some oil people. They were drilling and they now drilled into hell. 
And they heard people screaming. Have you heard that story before? You believed it before? Some of you believed it. I couldn't believe it. It didn't make sense. How can it drill into a place that's not physical? And by the time we read about it later, of course, I did my search on it. It was a joke that Christians carried too far. It was not a Christian that started it all. The deepest depth that men have dug on this earth has hardly, has barely scratched the surface of the earth. Oh, yes. <laughs> the, that is the depth that men have dug to. That one they said they put, they said they put a microphone there. And the micro, they were hearing people crying. I said, how foolish can adults be? The microphone did not melt. <laughs> I don't know whether you are getting my point. It's not fire you called it. Put fire in your stove, put microphone in your stove and hear the gas hiss. <laughs> you know, people just say things, I just wonder that. Ah, uh-uh. ah, Steve. You see, this, this man, what did you smoke? <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course, it's not like that. The truth is, let me just get back to what I'm saying. The fact is this, all right? That is torment. The only thing it can be compared with is being burnt with fire on the earth. And that's why the Bible uses the expression for it, the Gehenna of fire. Now, please, let, let me continue what I'm saying. Now, Apostle, how did I get there? I was talking about um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How they were not afraid of the king. Because they knew that, of course, like I said, they could not bow. But the, the, and, like, and I quoted the person that he said, the cure for lesser fears is a big fear. And God is a person with fear. So he said, you want to burn me? You burn me for a second, I'm gone. But if he starts burning me, he burns me permanently. So I'd rather endure the two seconds burning. When they wanted to burn Polycarp, they wanted to tie him. Polycarp said, tie me for what? There's no need. He stood like that. And they, put, they lit the fire. He, was, he said, don't worry, I'm not running anywhere. Deny him. All these years I've served him. He has never done me any, any wrong. Why would I deny him now? He said, we'll burn you. They wanted to tie him. He said, no need. That I'm not running anywhere. They lit the fire. He stood there in the midst of the fire. And was burnt to death. The man did not move. Now, people feared God. That's what I'm going to explain. People fear God. So listen to me. Righteousness has outward manifestation. That's why I'm giving the example of Daniel. So grace is what makes people obey. Even when the pressure outside is too much. And that's why it says that where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. That is... If you are walking, look, grace is what we need. Grace is why a believer, we walk into our country's situation, you go into the midst of government. You are a politician. There is nothing. People say, when you are dead, they will corrupt you. Grace says you cannot be corrupted. That's what grace says. Grace says you cannot be corrupted. Grace says, listen, I will put you in the midst of hundreds of millions of dollars. You won't steal one dollar. And I will do it while you are hungry. When you have all the reasons to steal. That's grace. Grace is not, even if I steal, I gave my life to Christ 12 years ago. Once saved, always saved. Grace is that I have given my life to Christ. How can I still be stealing? My body wants to steal, I know. My mind wants to steal. But I just can't steal. I can't understand it. I know the strategy for stealing. 
I know how to do so I won't be caught. I know how to even testify of the breakthrough that came from stealing. But I can't. Why can't you? I just can't. Just like Daniel, just like um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could not bow. In the same manner, I just can't steal. Why? It's called grace. Let me not preempt the We'll talk about grace later. That is what grace means. Grace does not mean, oh, if I commit sin, it's my body. My spirit is pure. My spirit is seated with Christ. My spirit is going to heaven. My spirit is perfect. It's been washed clean. That's not grace. That's not grace. Grace means that no matter how terrible the country is, no matter how terrible the pressure around is, I will pass through the midst of it and I will not be touched by it. That is what grace is. Now can I add this one to it? That is what Jesus is demanding. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Yes, that's how he expects our lives to be. In this church in Sardis, let me just continue what I'm talking about this church in Sardis. This was the situation the Lord was trying to tell them. Now, I was telling you about what? The promises of God. So, how do we wash our own garments? By making sure that we are untouched by the sins and the iniquities of the world. That is how we wash our own garments. But when Jesus said they will walk with me in white garments, what was he saying? He was saying that I will make them, you know, the other day we talked about the prophets of the inner circle. What do you mean to walk with him? These are people, when he was calling disciples then, he said he wanted them to be with him so that he cannot do what? Send them out. That these are the people that walk with me, we discuss things. These are the, these are the people that he will call watchers who can decree things. I'm going somewhere. I, this is my percept, perception of this. It is the same thing he promised the other churches. When he talked about giving them a white stone, remember that white stone? The same thing. When he said, I will give them authority over the nations. Listen to me. The same thing. I noticed he was going to the same thing in all the churches using different, you know, illustrations. Using different types. We're back to it. That what Jesus is looking for, again, is people that he can trust his authority with. You say, okay, he said, are we not, okay, we're talking about not erasing his name, which tells us a name can be erased. If names couldn't be erased, why would he say I will not erase the name? What does that mean? Those who don't listen to him, those who all their deeds, you say, I know your deeds, that you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. He's going to easily erase all their names. He said, listen, he said, wake up and strengthen the things that remain, which are about to die. That is, if those other things die, he will wipe out their names. Sorry, does it not make sense? Is that not what he's saying? Because he said to the other people, if you do what I'm saying, I will not erase your name. What does that mean? At that point in time, he doesn't have a pen in his hand. What does he have? An eraser. I won't tell you I won't erase your name if I'm not in an erasing process. If I don't have an eraser, I will let you, don't worry, I won't erase it. It's when you see me cleaning things. Say, don't clean that one. I say, don't worry. It's okay. I won't touch that area. When Jesus says, I will not erase names, it means that I'm erasing names. I've erased them before. I know how to erase them. I don't like to do it, but I will do it. If everything in them is dead, they have a reputation that they are alive. In actual, in actual fact, they are dead. I'm, there's just one little thing I'm waiting for. If that thing dies, I wipe out the name. I'm not the one that said it. 
Now, this is the other part of it I want to emphasize. He said, and I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Let's talk about that. Maybe we'll close with it. Have you ever wondered what that means? I will confess his name before my father and his holy angels. I thought about it. If you have a different explanation, see me after and give it to me. This is one I understand. There is one place we can use to understand this. Twice in the life of Jesus, the father confessed his name. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. What's the next thing he said? Pay attention to him or listen to him. We can understand that to be the father confessing the name of the son before everybody. Of course, not everybody heard that. Only John heard it. This thing was being announced to who? Was it to human beings? Think about it. Think about it. Was it human beings God was announcing to? No. He was announcing to angels. He was announcing to spirits. He was announcing to demons. They all heard it. This is my beloved son. The disciples did not hear it. The other people being baptized did not hear it at that time. Disciples heard their own another time. It was during the transfiguration that disciples heard it. This time around, only John the Baptist heard it. He was a prophet. He could see into the realm of the spirit. The father was declaring all angels hearken to him. And it's, there, it's like that in the book of Hebrews chapter 1. When he brought the first son into the world, he said all angels should do what should serve him. That was what he was doing. He was declaring the lordship of Jesus. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, all you demons, pay attention. All you angels, pay attention. And that's why Jesus kept on saying things like, if I wanted to be delivered, don't you think I would ask my father to give me 12 legions of angels? I mean, his name had been announced. That's why he will appear before evil spirits. Before he says something. They heard the announcement before that. They heard the announcement. They heard the announcement. They knew that this is God walking amongst men. They knew this was God. So that when he will show up, hey, what do have we got to do? You holy one of God. How did they know? One day the father announced, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The, all the realms of the spirits, it reverberated. All of them heard it. That's why when he showed up next time, he would do like this. The wind will calm down. Why? The wind heard it. The wind heard it. Life heard it. Death heard it. Everybody in the realm of the spirit heard it. Human beings didn't get it. When John the Baptist entered into that realm, as God was announcing, he heard what everybody who had spiritual ears, what they were hearing. That was Jesus being announced before the Father, by the Father, before the holy angels, before demons, before even the physical things of the head, earth, they heard it. That was why he would speak to a tree. The tree heard it before. This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. You know, there was something I told you, there's a testimony I had, a man who was an occultist before, a prince of Benin kingdom. He said that if you have been in the realm of, if you have been in the occult, you know when a power superior to you is speaking to you. When Jesus spoke to the tree, die. The tree, the tree heard him. So what are you talking about? I'll tell you. He now said, listen, 
if these people wear their white garments, if they do what I say, they make sure the things that are alive are kept alive, the ones that are dead, they revive them, and they become hot, we can put many things together, they overcome, they face temptation, they don't fall in the midst of temptation, then I will announce their names before my father and before his holy angels, which means next time they speak, the father, the, listen to me, he will have personally introduced them to God the Father. By the time, back to where I began from, when Jesus was saying, the Father himself loves you. So I'm telling you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he was not talking to everybody. He was talking with these people, to these people who had stood with him all these years. So he said, I am not saying that I will ask the Father for you. The Father himself loves you. What was it in them? I have introduced you to the Father. From now on, open your mouth, talk. It's as if I'm the one talking. Are you getting what I'm going to explain here? So he said, listen, no, that's where I began from. Christians must understand that when Paul talked about the high calling, that's the high calling we are talking about. That is, Jesus will now come and say, hey, he picks, he said, come, this is, he comes to the father, says, Steve, come. Steve follows him. I want to take you somewhere. And they go to the presence of the father and everybody bows. And I says, this is Steve. He's like me. He's my friend. Anytime he talks, Father, honor his words. He comes up before the angels. Say, when he talks, I have spoken. And the Bible says, let the angels of God serve him. After that, Steve opens his mouth, angels will answer. Angels don't just answer because he said he gave his life to Christ. Angels answer because Jesus took him there and said, all of you, pay attention to this guy. Now you understand why not every Christian is on the same level. Are you getting my point here? Now you understand what should be the drive of the heart of every Christian. Oh, you understand that the challenges of life. As any time you go into trouble, God wants to qualify you for a new level of authority. God wants to qualify you for a new level of authority. You know, when we, listen, let me tell you something. Anytime you see the Bible now, you read something. When it says that, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Please, like I said, I'm not trying to take faith away. Last year, you asked the Father in his name. You didn't get that. Two years ago, you asked the Father in his name. You didn't get it. It doesn't mean Jesus lied. It doesn't mean he lied. He's just saying to you, he's not walking the way you think he should walk. Then walk with me some more until I introduce you to the Father. And that scripture becomes exactly yours. You don't say, no, this scripture is not true. You say, when I said it, I said it to Paul, uh, to Peter. When I said it, I said it to John. I wasn't saying to little children that will come and be asking the Father for sweet and guru and ekma. I didn't even say it to Peter, James, and John early. Because I know what they will have asked for. It's where they will sit in my kingdom. Say, Father, your son does not want to give us. We'll ask you directly. <laughs> See, I said those things to people who had worked with me. That was me. At that point in time, he had gone to the place of prayer. And he had mentioned Peter. 
And he had mentioned James. He had mentioned John. He had mentioned Andrew. He had mentioned Philip. He had mentioned all of these people and introduced them to the Father. And he said to the angels of God, when they speak, they are speaking for me. And those men knew how to pray. When they were flogged, they didn't say, Huh, as a servant of God ordained by God, I declare that that hand with which you flogged me shall never rise again. No, if Peter had said that, it would have happened like he said. It would have happened just like that. But why didn't Peter say it, I'll tell you. Because he had walked with Jesus and he knew it was not a necessary statement. And Jesus knew he would know. That's why he could give him that kind of authority. You are getting the point I'm making here. Listen, read, look, anytime you see, that's why Paul said, there is something for which I was apprehended. It's called the high calling. I've told you before, the calling does not mean apostles, pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and all. No, that's not what a calling means. Calling doesn't mean I'm a, I'm a song minister, I'm a businessman for God, I'm an apostle of the marketplace. That's not a calling, that's a ministry. All Christians have the same calling. All of us. It's called the high calling. It's sainthood. And it's just one thing. To become exactly like the Lord Jesus. To become somebody that Jesus will take to the Father and say, this one, yes, he's not exactly. He said, Father, remember at the beginning, what was our purpose? Let us make man in our own image after our likeness. He wasn't talking about physical flesh. No. That's why I said in our, in his, in our, in our, when, when he talked about his exact representation of the nature. It's in nature. You are getting my point? So the Lord says to him, this one is now made. This one is made. Henceforth, when he opens his mouth, when she opens her mouth, it's as if I'm the one speaking. And the father notes it down. And he says, Done. You read something in the word of God, doesn't look like your life is experiencing it. Don't worry about it. That is, don't feel like, it, not, not that it's not true. That's why Paul said, I'm racing towards that point. If I've achieved anything, I don't let it hold me back. Whatever I've achieved is at a good level, but it's another level to go to beyond the one I've already achieved. For that reason, I forget the things that are behind. I keep on reaching forward to something that is in front. And that's what I'm explaining to Christians. Listen, you have trouble in life. He that endures, there's endurance, not he that escapes. See everything, every opportunity, every challenge in life, that's what it is. So. It's breathing Christ's likeness in us. It's bringing us to the place where the, the Lord can take us to the Father and say, hold authority for me on the earth. You know the truth there? <laughs> Many, oh God, let me put it like this. You know, many of these people are praying about, morning after night, praying, praying, asking God, asking God. Hmm? There are people that utter it once in prayer, in, not even in prayer, it's just a wish, not just say, like, ah, this will be good like this. And angels will move and create exactly what they have said. Yeah. I've established now that it's not just because they are Christians, it's because, let's use today's expression, they've been introduced to the Father. Their names have been announced before the angels. Now, so instead of spending energy praying and praying and praying about things, 
Why don't you spend energy reaching the place where Christ wants you to get to? <laughs> Please, get our series that we'll be teaching on Tuesdays. The most important prayer. What God is doing, listen, it's not people who are looking for, if I've been saved, am I still saved? It's people who say, I was saved yesterday, it's not enough. I don't know whether I get my point. That yesterday's level of salvation is too small. It's not my maid, a slab that did not respond. <laughs> I don't know whether you get my point. That is, ah, I'm still getting angry when somebody insults me in traffic. That's ordinary traffic. They have not slapped you. They have not yet slapped you. So, you're like, okay, Lord, I've been saved from getting angry in traffic because somebody cuts me off. He said, Lord, what about people who are slapped and they turn the other cheek? So he said, when people are arguing, if I was saved, am I still saved? Your own argument is that, Lord, let's forget that and I'm not yet saved. I don't know whether you get the point. That is, I'm not satisfied with what I am right now. You're talking about what I was yesterday. The arguments that I only get involved in because you have to teach people. Otherwise, if it was my personal work with God, I won't answer you. You were saved before. Are you still saved? I said, look, I don't know. I'm running towards a goal. Paul said, I have not. That's Paul, not me. By the time I was writing to the Philippians, in case you don't know, he had done ministry. He was tired of talking to the Jews. He had moved to the Gentile level. When he was writing to the Philippians, this man has seen all kinds of things. I know what he said. I have not yet attained. So me now will now be telling you whether I was saved, I'm still saved. Very, very, I say unto you, I am not yet saved. <laughs> I, no, honestly, you, you, you are getting my point here. I won't be arguing with you whether once saved, always saved. Once saved, better save some more. There's always a new level to reach. There's always a new level to reach. Let me tell you something. As a matter of, you know, one day I talk about it, maybe they're heavenly watchers, okay? But I have a, I have a conclusion. I have an, a, a serious suspicion. When the Bible says that, by the decree of the watchers, Nebuchadnezzar was cut down. I know they are heavenly watchers or angelic watchers, but this is my conclusion. There are earthly watchers. There are people that look, and Nebuchadnezzar will talk, and they'll just laugh. And they say, Lord, remove that man for two years. His head is no longer correct. And the Lord will say, as you have spoken, it is done. That's what I call you know, earthly watchers. Not everybody, believe me, is at that level. And But this, what, this is the craft God's heart. is looking for people to put at that level in different spheres of life. And usually you hit that level, you hit that level in the area where you have suffered. Where you own the filling station and stealing was rife. Everybody had digested their pumps. When they deliver, when, they, when somebody pays for 20 liters, he gets anything between 16 and 17. And he's happy enough to even get the fuel. You know, there was a time was like that in Enugu. I mean, if you remember those days. Before NPC Mega Station began to teach people some righteousness. There were people those days that refused to do that. Now, I'm not pointing at anybody. But God is saying, listen, I allow such things to thrive. It will thrive for a year, for two, for three, for four years. And I will allow my children to open their own stations in the midst of all the crookedness. 
And I'm and I, I won't listen, I won't go to their neighbor's pump to check the accuracy. I'm coming to only his pump. I'm only coming to the pump of the one that's my child. I will send the angel in the morning with an okada, a keke. Ha, you are sending for you don't know the spirit is buying from you. Hey. Look, most spirits on this earth are not demons, they are not witches, they are not wizards. Most spirits that float around are angels. Some of them, te- te- temptation to your soul. The man will come and give you money, collect angels' money, cheat him on fuel. Why is your life going to balance? <laughs> <laughs> the guy will come in the money, buy his fuel as he goes. Because angels don't walk by word of knowledge. You know, God has to tell them something, or they observe it. That's why when God came down, he came to Sodom to see exactly how the report released. That's how it is. So he came with the angels. They have to come and look. So the angel will come there, buy fuel. When you leave your, when he leaves your filling station, he gauges, he says, ah, or more, this guy is a thief. <laughs> and he sends an SMS to heaven. The boy's head is not yet correct. Can you imagine that? No, what I've told you may sound like a joke, but you know it happens. There are people that angel came, this, they, they are arguing in heaven. Our boy is very stingy, there is a lie. It's demons that start the argument, though. Satan. Say, Lord, that boy doesn't have faith for prosperity. So he's very stingy. He's all his food alone. So an angel will knock one day. Good morning, sir. I'm hungry. I hear you eat all your food alone. And many people, angels have come to confirm their righteousness. So an angel will come to that finish in the midst of all of that. Self-will, every day the angel will gauge it. It's complete. Every day he will come. It's complete. Heaven literally does these things, I'm telling you. Don't look, don't think heaven is a big, there are smoke people there. Listen to someone like Sadhu Savaraj. When I started listening to Savaraj in recent times, it helped me with some things. Savaraj will tell you that he got to heaven, that he was caught up to a council in heaven. And Father Abraham was chairman for the day. And they were discussing the issue of the United States of America. And when he appeared, they stopped and turned to look at him. And I said, okay, you come. Come closer. They will open a book. And you see where some things are written. And one of those days he got there. He said he saw the spirit of Donald Trump arrive. And they told him this is the next president of the United States. Eight years before that, the same thing happened. And he protested. He said it's been determined that Barack Obama will be the next president and the church should get ready that he will be seriously persecuted. Exactly what happened to them. He would tell the father Abraham will open a book and tell him, look. Say so once the Lord Jesus called him closer and he opened the book. No, he said, and he took a file, showed to Abraham. I said, this is the plan I have for my, have for my daughter's ministry. He said, what do you think? And Abraham said, a lot. It's a very good plan. He said, he started laughing. He said, what would you say before? He said, in his mind, he said, Abraham, Jesus asked whether the plan is good. You want to say it bad? He said, talking to himself, like, hey, the Lord showed you a plan. What do you think? What were you going to think? <laughs> now, but these are real things. These are real people. I don't know whether it was him or the other man. What is the other fellow's name? No, no, no. The, the Australian old man. Hmm? Neville Johnson. Either him or Neville Johnson. Said they went to one South American country one day. They wanted to go for a meeting. And they saw somebody hurrying down. So he stopped to talk to the person. And the prophet Joel appeared and gave him instructions from heaven and left. 
And he will continue his meeting. So if you think in heavenly places, there are spirits. Oh, we have come to deliver you from your great-grandmother's spirit. All the spirits in the village that they build inside the wall, they will come out. Just bring your offering. Let's carry it to the place. No, 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 no. It's not like that. No, it's not like that. I like one thing Neville Johnson said. He said, when you, say, he said, when you see spiritual realm, he said it's full of colors. If you, see, if you think you've seen colors on the earth, he said the place is full of colors. It's real things. These angels come down to the earth. I've told you before, Abraham, Adam was not in the garden, walking around, mistakenly, you know, frying bread, you know, and baking, you know, and baking what? No, that's not what happened. They told him, if you want gold, this is a vein of gold. You dig like this. You put in the fire. You refine it. You pour it like this. this is what is. Angels taught him how to dig gold out of the earth. You think men were forming? I said there was a time. There was a time human beings were hunter-gatherers. Pat, pat, lie. Human beings have never been hunter-gatherers. We came out of the bowels of God, human beings. And then just taught us how to do things. That's what happened. Anyway, that just is stripping to spiritual things, right? Back to what I was trying to say. The angels come, they test people. That's why the Bible says many have entertained angels unawares. Many of you have told me here your angel stories. I can start telling you angel stories. They are priests like this. At least people came after at once and said, sir, let me tell you my angel story. You, you look back in life sometimes, you just say, hmm, that girl I met that day, was that an angel? You just suddenly replace some things in your mind. You just replace, these things happen. So you get it clear. Let me just say it again. The Lord Jesus literally watches, you carry your phone. He's looking, listen, you open your phone like this. As you're typing the text, he's looking at you and saying, what are you trying to type there? No, I will insult this man. His head will be correct. <laughs> and just looking at you like, you will insult your elder like, so that his head can be correct. When you do become head corrector of elders, you will know. You will be hearing him in your thoughts. He said, look, stop writing this thing. No. Because one spirit will say, write it. You buy a film. The Lord Jesus is watching. Say, what kind of film do you want to go and watch? It's not the same film they told you and he's, you put a film, he's sitting down there. Angels can excuse himself. Jesus doesn't excuse himself. He, everything you are watching, he's looking at it, no matter how bad. The Lord is good. I'm being dramatic, but let me finish my message. Those angels come literally, they check your pump. They check. They put records. At a point in time, you start losing money. Oh, get this point. A time comes, you start losing money. You start losing money. Why? People tell you, no, do like this. After a while, you shut down the station. They say, why? They say, I'm not making any money. This is not how people do it. Oh. All those who are open, do you know how they do it? What do you do? I'm selling at 145 and that's the proper price. How many do you dispense? They say, when they say 20, I give them 20. They say, no, now. You say, check out, is it sustainable? Anytime you hear it, it is what Satan. What did I call it? Satan. Satan. About to collect your crown. Collect your white garment. About to collect your power and authority. It is Satan. It is Satan. About to collect your white stone. You must never give in to him. Sometimes, listen to me. 
There are people that God will shut down their businesses because they did. Now the Lord will allow you to shut down because they refuse to cheat people. Listen to me. Don't feel bad. What did I say? Tell your neighbor, don't feel bad. What you need to do, when time, by the time it's closing down, get your books. Take time out and go and review. That's what we read in Psalm 119. Review your life. Lord, have I conformed myself with the commandments? If I did, and yet the business shut down, what am I supposed to learn? I learn what I'm supposed to learn. If I am sure that I did not break the law of God and it's still shut down, then I start rejoicing. Why? Because that's a major test that has been passed. People think that obeying God always brings out this. Uh, then the Lord just came through. Many times the Lord does not come through. They will raise the, they will raise the sword like this. Say, Lord, it's your servant. They're about to cut his head. Oh, boom. The sword will come down. The head is gone. John the Baptist is dead. That's it. You think it's every time the Daniel, Shadrach, and Abednego people. You think it's every Isaac that doesn't die. That's life for you. You think it's every time you want to kill Isaac, an angel will show up and say, take your ram, take your ram. Don't kill that Isaac. Many times the angel will say, if you can't kill him, let's help you. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. If the angel sees you are hesitating, they will quickly bring your hand down. Bam! Isaac's head is gone. In case you don't know, most Isaacs die. Most Isaacs die. The one you saw in the Bible is not the normal Isaac, if you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's not the everyday Isaac. But in all of them, the spirit of Isaac never dies. The body may die. The resurrection of Isaac always happens. I hope you are getting my point here. Listen, what God is doing is going around every day looking for people that he will give his white garment to, who will wear the white garment, walk with him, go to the presence of the Father, get introduced, come out from there, be declared to the angels. And then he goes out and manifests in the world for the Lord Jesus. Every temptation, every trial in life, is orchestrated by God to push us up to that level. That's the point I'm making. Let's bow down our heads. I'll just give you a minute. Just thank God for the temptations of your life. Just thank God for the temptations of your life. Just thank God for the temptations of your life. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. That's what you need. Thank you for the temptation of my life. Thank you for the exams I have taken and I have passed. Forgive me for the ones I have failed. Give me understanding I shall live. Give me understanding that I may obey your word. Give me understanding that I may do that which is pleasing to you. It's a simple prayer. What's important is that now we know what it's all about. God takes everybody through different, that is different, different ones amongst us, to different paths that may achieve the same goal. The goal of the high calling. Paul said, not that I, already, that I already attained, but I press on towards the mark. I forget the things that are behind. I forget the distractions of life. That's what they are, distractions of life. Me too, I must build a house, distractions of life. Me too, I must drive a fine car, distractions of life. Me too, I must marry, distractions of life. Forget all of those things. Say, Lord, I forget the things that are behind. Lord, I forget all the distractions. I press towards the mark. It's important. Say to the Lord today, Lord, I press towards the mark. I'm pressing towards the mark. I'm not happy and satisfied with the righteousness that's in the heart alone. No, I want to wear the white garment of holiness. 
I want to wear the white garment of righteousness. Say, Lord, I want to wear the white garment of holiness. I want to wear the white garment of righteousness. Say, Lord, I lay everything down before you again today. I commit my life once again to a serious work with you. Say, Christ is formed in me. Yeah, that's a very good prayer. Say, Lord, I commit myself to a serious work with you. Say, Christ is formed in me. Say, Lord, I commit myself to a serious work with you. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call that you have in my life. Thank you, Lord, for leading me. The Lord is good. Let's rise to our Let's share the grace. We have already stepped. Please, can you bless somebody? Grab somebody beside you. The one person. Tell the person, you have been saved. You have been saved. You are still being saved. You are still being saved. And you will never fall back. And you will never fall back. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Tell the person, it is well with you. It is well with you. The Lord will not let you go. You will press on towards that mark. You will be fervent in spirit. You will fear the Lord. You will walk with him in white garment. You will receive your own white stone. You will receive your own authority. You will receive your own introduction to the Father and declaration before the holy angels. So that's my prayer for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now tell the person, I receive it also. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you. That as we depart from here, we don't depart from your presence. But we declare, Lord, that we will abide in the house of the Lord forever and ever. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I say to all of you listening to me this evening, no evil will befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Wherever you are, the angels of God, they are on guard around you. Amen. As it is written, the mount, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so does the Lord surround his people. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. I declare to you that you are delivered in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are going out in your community, you are delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now somebody's opportunity, now let me just say this again, I just feel like emphasizing it. Hagar was looking for water. An angel showed him, look at the water behind you. If you are here, you are looking for a job. Today, don't pray again. Just go and lie down and start looking around you. There is a job that is around you. Yeah, there is a job that is around you. Is this, maybe somebody is employing. Maybe it's a gift, a skill you have that you can deploy. But there is a job that is around you. There is a job that is around you. Somebody say, come to America. Things are smoother there. Mark my words. If you go, back, go you will run back poorer and broker than you are today in 18 months' time. The only difference now in your life now is the story of this guy went to America he's back. <laughs> Listen to me. Let me just give you a tip about life. When you want to travel, travel because you want to travel. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Travel because you want to travel, not because you are poor and you are broke. It's very important what I have said though. If you want to go abroad and you don't have $500 to blow. That $1,000, don't go. It's too early. Don't go there and be looking at people like, are you born in America? Now I came from Nigeria. Who told you to come? And I guess you don't know, those you are meeting there, every dollar counts more than Naira to you. I hope you are getting my point. Uh-huh. I just feel like putting that overcomer spirit into somebody. 
Alright? God has set you free in Christ Jesus. Amen. And please, December is coming. Any man you will not marry in Nigeria. If he comes back from America, you marry him. Two of you are in trouble. Your name is Jonah. You've wrecked his boat. I don't need to tell you he's Jonah already. He has wrecked your boat. You see, people are praying and serving the Lord. They, they go and marry a man whose only passport, only, the only qualification is that he came from America. You fool. Does he pray like you? You don't know. Does he believe God like you? You have no idea. Your shows up. Hey, man, what's up? The baby. <laughs> he wants to marry me. If you complex, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, you don't think highly of yourself. That is why. The Bible didn't say you should think lowly. He said don't think more highly than you ought to think. I'm telling you the ought in your life now. You ought to think as a child of God, amen? amen? You ought to think that promotion does not come from the east or the west or from the south, but it comes from God. And God has lifted you up. You ought to think like that. Yes, you ought to think that in all that you do, you will prosper. Amen. Let me say to you, you young women, any man you can't marry in Nigeria, don't marry. If you like, let him come from the moon. Then you wear your spa- just wear your spacesuit and go back to where you're coming from. Ogwinanu. The Lord is good. <laughs> I said the Lord is good. It's well with you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will grant somebody a special breakthrough this week. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. A job you used to do and you get paid a thousand and you'll be very happy. This will get, you'll get paid twenty thousand for that same job. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There are people that God will just do that for. Just to show that he's God. And I don't need to run up on that. Next week you'll be back to the normal level. <laughs> no, that's not a cause. I'm just trying to explain something to you. you no, know, there are miracles apostles. That God will just do. Just to tell you to relax. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He will do it to let you know that he's not asleep. Yes, and he's not dead. Yes, after that, just to encourage you. After that, you now go back. To, and after that, then your mind will calm down. When people are rushing, rushing, you know, go rush again. You will now be ready to grow at a proper pace. Because some people think that God has forgotten them. But God will just do a miracle just to let you know that I, I did here. I didn't forget you. You know, you know what he did to Peter? He gave him a draught of fish, plenty of fish. Then came to Peter and said, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. The, the fish, Peter, not even get time to chop them. Are you seeing my point? So sometimes it works a miracle for people just to make a point to them. But what he did for you as a miracle, one day to become a regular life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody will dash you 50,000 one day, you'll be, you'll be thanking God, praying, I have, I have a testimony. Yes, I was about to die. Then 50,000 now came. <laughs> God said, I just want to let you know that you won't die. The following day, you'll be broke again. But one day, I know what I'm telling you. No, wait now. Why are you laughing? Let me finish my message. <laughs> but one day will come. Somebody say amen. amen. That you will be the one to regularly do miracles in the lives of people. Amen. This thing I've said, it will happen to at least three people here. Amen. Now, what I needed to say that is that, you see, yes, I think that's why the Lord had me say that. Otherwise, some people will be discouraged. Something special happens. They will expect it again the following day. It doesn't happen. Ah, Pastor, what happened? Is that check? We see that commit. I should not have stepped on that ant when I was crossing the road. God doesn't punish people like that. As a matter of fact, the scriptures say that it does not punish us according to the level of our iniquities. So it's not every little thing you get into trouble for. God just corrects people and they, if you know, if you know they hear, that's when punishment comes. But what I'm going to say for some people, not everybody, for some people here, all right? Just for some, God will do a miracle. To let you know he's alive and he's working in your life. After that, things will go back to what used to be normal. But then, your mind, this is the aim. So that now you will calm down. Learn your lessons. Grow gradually. Follow the Lord. And then what is a miracle today? In a year, two, it will become your normal life and a miracle that you are now doing for other people. Amen. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Now let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death and we are passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now bless somebody beside you. This is your season. This is your season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus. Bless another person. This is your season of multiplication and dominion. Now one for yourself. This is my season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus.